Hello and welcome to the Emerald Games Cast, episode 55. My name is Nolan, with me is... I'm Janelle. And of course... I'm Alex. Uh, how are you guys doing today? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? <laughs> you said that mid-yawn. Are you sure you aren't pretty tired? I'm always yawning. That's been like a bit, like four times on this show. Yeah, it's 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 been that it's been that kind of time lately. How about you, Alex? Ah, you know, li- li- living life to the fullest, hanging in there. Live, laugh, love. Yeah, I live, you know, la- I would, live, laugh, love. Um, bless this mess. I I would think that you'd be pretty excited as a big Nintendo guy. Um, and I'm 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 just going right into the news, listener, because wow. last week we had not a lot of news. This week we got a lot to cover. So a lot of fun stuff. Alex, there were two big announcements. Yeah. I would think you'd be excited. You're a big Nintendo guy, and just last week for the first time in like what is it it's been almost 530 two years 30 days yes the last of, of course of course you know the exact number <laughs> yeah the, the last full length direct was i want to say august 2019 so that's um, listener that's full length nintendo direct which is sort of like nintendo's presentation where they come in and just show everything that they are working on for the year some, some, some new trailers some new announcements and yeah. we usually get to find out like what's gonna happen like we got to find out everything coming out in 2021 they want to show us right now basically. well everything in the first half of 2021 we talked about this yeah. before on other episodes but like they, they have this strategy and they've kind of pioneered it of having these little video presentations and just kind of releasing them out into the wild um during like usually slower news months so like this is february february and january are famous for being like super slow for like all media like it was it was an old stereotype that like not stereotype but like an old thing that like if your movie if you expected your movie to flop you would put it in uh january or february and that's kind of true of games as well but a little bit less of that. It, it's it's good time to get like max market attention on your products, and that's what Nintendo did. They mentioned COVID nineteen being one of the reasons that they weren't able to do that for so long. Uh, they've had other little minor ones, but this is their first uh, full length direct in a while. What did you guys think about? Before we get into the the nitty gritty, what did you guys think about it overall? Boo. <laughs> Why? I think it wasn't good. Um, parts of it. One part, two parts of it were good. What are your okay. What are your two parts? We'll or talk, do you want to wait? Yeah, we'll get we'll get later? to the two parts. I'll wait yeah. for them to come up later. Um, I thought it was um dog poop. It sucked. Really? Not you're not just like it was fine. It was fine. It was, it was fine. I'm indifferent. It's fine. See, I feel indifferent, but I've talked to so many people and seen so many people with the sentiment of like this sucked. This was bad. Like, I feel I like a lot of people haven't seen a lot of the bad Nintendo directs. I don't agree. I don't agree. I've seen so many Nintendo Directs, and while I don't think that this one was very exciting for me personally, I I feel like people forget that Nintendo has a tendency to announce Directs that don't come with any major announcements. This one came with, I think, probably three or four overall. Like, there were some pretty pretty sizable things we'll go over, but I agree with you. I was personally pretty bored but there were some interesting things in there too let me explain why i think it was bad and it not being a matter of just like not seeing enough directs it wasn't the lack of exciting games Mm -hmm. like most of these things aren't an hour of me being stoked whatever that's fine the writing in some of these like like the smash um the the smash announcement the smash reveals a whole can of worms we'll get into that in a sec but but like that was just 
poorly written and unpleasant to listen to. Um, they need to hire a new announcer guy because he's not very good at his job, oh, and he come makes even on. no, he makes even games that I already like sound really bad. Like Outer Wilds is a great game. He made it sound very bad. <laughs> like. I don't know, man. I don't think it was bad because it, like, didn't have enough fun stuff. It just, like, was kind of mediocre. I, I like, won't it wasn't stand done for very well. announcer guy slander. I love announcer guy. But... You'll defend announcer guy, but but imply that friend of the show, Francis, may or may not be great. I don't know. That's... I've never met them or talked to them with any extent of time. Who is to say? Look, it doesn't matter. Announcer guy is great. He just sounds like GameStop promo tv guy at you gamestop even agreed that he makes games you like sound bad i think that they sound overly corporate he's he as an announcer like he's doing what is given to him i just think that the nintendo writing style is sort of overly corporate and bland but like yeah. what's he gonna do he's just he's just the narrator he should he's, he can do whatever he wants it's I'm not just his saying, fault he's being I don't, bad it's, lines. I mean, it's not the voice acting is what i'm saying if they get a new announcer guy it's still gonna be the same sort of like quick fire presentation and he's doing great with with it. It's just the lines they're handing him, I think, um, are a little you, uninteresting. He's not good at it. But anyway, let's okay. talk about Smash yeah, Bros. You specifically mentioned the Smash Bros. Direct, which spoiler alert, it's a uh, it's a new Smash Bros. Anime character from character. Anim, anime sword fighter from yeah. uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. And you said that that was like poorly written. That's how the game is. Like everyone well, yeah, in the yeah, game just sure. sounds like that. And I thought it was yeah. like, kind of clever, but. We got a uh, we got a, a new character reveal from the hit video games Xenoblade Chronicles Two, uh, Mithra and Pyra. They kind of operate as like a stance character, so they can like shift. Uh, you could probably live like down B or something, and get like mm-hmm. a whole new kit and move set, which I think is kind of cool. Um, I'm willing to forgive an anime sword character if they have like a something cool or interesting about them, and that's pretty cool and interesting. I think. Um, Worth noting too that I watched this in a big group with of uh, of people and friends and friends of friends who brought other friends in, in a Discord call, and one person in particular she was super super excited. She'd never played these games or heard about these games, but she just really liked the idea that there were more uh, playable women characters in Smash. See, for me, it's I'm sick of most of the playable women characters um, being over sexualized, so I don't get that same like pleasure out of it that I wish I could because oh, oh they I toned like it down for this game. Oh, good. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. It's still bad. Like, I I totally resonate with that idea. I just hate how Nintendo, like, takes that and then makes it bad. <laughs> I mean, this isn't Nintendo. This is, uh... Well, Nintendo toned it down. It, this was, sure. uh... What's the company that they just bought out? Monolith Soft. This was Monolith Soft's game. Uh, uh, sure, I just mean in general, like, a lot of their characters in Smash who are women um, kind of have this issue like this isn't not a nintendo thing you know what i mean yeah i do like people saying like oh she's she's too over sexualized which is true but like you should have seen how she looked before like they they turned her way down wasn't that much different they they gave her tights basically it's just tights versus skin well they also covered like a they covered up a boob window and like made her sleeves a little longer so it's like it's like like Showing showing cleavage and leg versus not showing cleavage and wearing tights, but other than that, the outfit is pretty like, yeah. much the same. She's, she's definitely I, recognizable as that character or as those characters, yeah. right? So I didn't. We kind of. Well, I don't want to speak for you, but I remember you saying this, Nolan. Like we kind of didn't think that they were going to announce a new Smash character. 
They said they were going to in the, the original announcement. Oh, I, I missed oh, that. I missed, I missed that. that too. But um, I went in thinking that they wouldn't. And then this dude is like, I lost my friend. And I thought it was a really bad video. And I was like, what if this were a Smash announcement? And then right away it fucking was. And it cracked me up. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> we were having we were having like a quick like debate in the middle of the call. Like, who's a Smash? No, it's not Smash. No, it's definitely Smash. No, it's not Smash. Like, Because we didn't get the whole little, like, little chink, whoosh, like the little Smash symbol expanding like we normally do. Because they faked this out. They used, like, footage from the Xenoblade engine and made, like, a pre-rendered cutscene. So, like, for people that are curious or or don't know Xenoblade Chronicles 2, like, can we talk about the character for a little bit? Other than it being Pyra and what she looks like. It, Alex mentioned her being a stance character. So, essentially, all of her moves revolve around her sword. And in one form, it seems like she moves slower, but her sword attacks deal higher damage. Um, and then in her other form, she changes appearance and she becomes much lighter and uh, like maybe doubles in speed, but does less individual damage and knockback on hits. And it seems that you can switch between those at will. They didn't say anything about whether or not she has a cooldown on that stance switch or anything like that. Uh, but it, you know what she reminds me of is basically like a more simple shulk kind of yeah. is the vibe that I got overall. And then her, Rex does show up. He shows up as a, as a final smash character. And like in her taunts or whatever. Yeah. And you, you, so, so usually what happens is that Sakurai will come around later and do a video, maybe 20 or 30 minutes where he plays a couple matches as the new character, you know, Pyra in this case, and he'll demonstrate all of the moves and explain what went into the process of creating and sort of talk about the mechanics that each character has. And if there is something more unique to Pyra than her stance switching um, and, like, basic melee attacks, we'll, we'll learn about it when that happens. Yeah, the character uh, is so coming far, out in like, March. It's, it's, it's pretty vague right now. Yeah, yeah the character's going to come out in March, so they'll have a little presentation about it. But I'm, I'm interested... Say... I want to say, like, like I know that a lot of people are big fans of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and I, I, I'm glad that they're getting representation, and I personally don't think that Pyra is that bad of a choice. Um, I don't think Pyra is a very interesting choice. I would prefer, prefer a different character, but what really sticks out to me more than the franchise being repped here is the fact that if, you know, my impression is correct, which who knows it may not be, that, that Pyra operates on the same basic mechanical premise as shulk but with less stances i think here, I, uh, I, and I, I i i know that the one, one difference is that pyra is going to have two entirely separate move sets whereas shulk has one move set with four different sets of properties so that's obviously different uh but it just doesn't feel like that interesting for a dlc character mechanically to me i i completely so yeah. I, I think for starters yeah, because I think for starters, you're, you're not... It's not a correct analogy. I think if we were to make the analogy, it's closer to how uh, Zelda and Sheik used to be, where they would transform okay. into a completely different character, right? Because totally they did have a different set. kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, except instead of it being, like, a couple seconds, which is, like, astronomically long for a fighting game, or whatever you want to call Smash Bros, if you have a problem with that, it seems instantaneous, like they were swapping back and forth. Mm-hmm. And that could be really interesting. On the so. website, they are listed as two separate characters. It's a uh, seventy-nine and eighty Pyra and Mithra. So, Whoa, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, but you but can swap like mid battle. Yeah, you can swap mid battle, and it seems to be really quickly. Like you can follow up on like combos or whatever with that. Um, so I'm definitely interested in seeing it. Um, I'm glad that that same friend I was talking about and her girlfriend were really seemed really excited that 
it was another playable woman character. Um, I don't know if I can really speak to her general appearance, but <laughs> but yeah. What were you gonna say though, no? Oh, I don't remember. You forgot? No. Okay. Yeah, I didn't play Single Lake Chronicles too. I I I'm kind of I just think it's funny it wasn't Rex. That's my main takeaway. Yeah, I mean, that's, Rex yeah. is the main character. He was definitely meant to be. But he's so um, I, like as someone who played a lot of Xenoblade Chronicles too, he's so <laughs> fucking boring. He sucks. I know, but you but you can tell that they intended for him to be a bigger deal, and I'll I'll submit to the court as evidence the fact that Rex, um, his costume is the only unlockable crossover gear in Breath of the Wild from any other game. What? Yeah, you can you can dress Link as in in Rex's gear you in Breath can? of the Wild. I didn't know about this. Yeah, it was like a like a free update. It's it's hidden. His armor pieces are hidden in Hyrule Field, um, but he's the only one. They never did that with any other characters. So wow, you look as at far that. as I know, it, it it certainly seems to me like they thought that Xenoblade Chronicles Two would be much more of a system seller. Well, I don't. Than it was. I don't think uh, Link <laughs> could fill out uh, Mithra's boob window very well. So you know, I don't. I don't think he could either. But you know, I'm. Mithra is the uh, is the sword, right? You know, well, they're, they're both. This swords. is weird. This is some weird stuff, listener. The lore of this game is that these women. If you want to talk about, if you want to talk about objectification, they're you should know objects. that these women in this game are literally equipable weapons that then turn into women when you're either when you're not in combat wow, or when I you are i completely this. forget wow i yeah, fucking yeah. hate it's this so pretty, much it's pretty ridiculous wow. everyone okay. has one some people are tigers <laughs> some people are like ogres uh in this case rex gets a woman who is becomes a different woman when they unlock a different aspect of the sword it's like it's like when you up yeah when you upgrade your sword they like evolve and like they, they change well, outfits not kind of it's like an it's like her old so, like making of the sword not only is this dumb as hell, but yeah. um, we have a lot of games to talk about. We do. Yep. Okay, so, so after that, um, they did uh, kind of, you know, expected one. They announced Fall Guys was coming to Switch, which... You mean the most important game of the decade? Yes! Nothing will one. ever live up to it? Alex, you put a little Fall Guys. Are you going to buy this? No. There's no, there's oh. no like, cross-play. I already have everything unlocked on my PS4. I'm not gonna... Or not everything, Dang, but... Dang, really? The stuff that I have unlocked on my PS4, I'm not gonna get somewhere else, right? Like... Yeah. So, yeah. you know, not much to say about that. You guys all knew it was like, gonna that's, happen. That's cool. I mean, I wasn't sure. I thought that they were gonna hold on to that exclusivity for, like, a year, maybe, but... But it it, it was on PC and PS4 already. Yeah, but uh, usually PC is exempt from console exclusivity. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So then there was the Outer Wilds, which uh, is one of the best indie games of the year it came out. I think, I think that was a 2019 game, um, I and that's getting a Switch, Switch port. I think it will run pretty decently. I, I think, you know, it's not graphically intensive. I guess one of the big things is that Outer Wilds has to simulate all of its play space at the same time. Like, it can, it can visually cull things away, but the game's sort of like a big puzzle box, so everything has to be running simultaneously and that that might be a little bit tough but i feel like the game's simple graphics are are sort of like a shortcut to let that happen and possibly um, but it's also it's also like rendering a lot at once because you can just yeah. kind of hop between a solar system planets in a solar system freely yeah that's that's what i'm saying but more importantly they they, they can't stop rendering any of them at any one time not just because of the travel but because they're there's a sort of interdependent ecosystem um, where things that happen in one area happen 
based off another and they all happen simultaneously so this solar system needs to be running all at once yeah that's a great game have you you guys played that um i experienced that game with you yeah how about you alex i i did not get very far in it i actually this is gonna sound lame I'm, i have a hard time playing uh first person shooters with a controller and the but game is no very much shooter. like but our first person games sorry first person at games all? with a controller yeah so, but the, but you switch back and forth between the uh, it doesn't have a very good like way to switch back and forth between the mouse and keyboard and the controller so i kind of struggled sort with of it, a... and then i put it down but i should go back to it is it just sort of like a habit thing because it's not like you have to precisely aim at anything no, yeah ever. i know it just it just I, it feels weird right i'm just not a you, fan of it I'll i think go back to knowing it. the kind of games you like if you can get past that you would really like this game mm-hmm. you should play it it's incredible I mean, i've heard nothing me, but incredible things had so. me sobbing at the end that game is amazing it really is so is Samurai Warriors fun? Aha! I don't know. It. You guys, uh, you guys know about you guys know about that Muso games? I don't care. I don't like the Muso games. Nobody cares. Well, you know, if you care about a Muso game, the Warriors games, listener, you could you could play Samurai Warriors Five. It's probably pretty similar to, to Samurai Warriors Four. I'm being I too hateful say... on this episode. I need to be more positive. <laughs> I hey, love you can these be hate- games. You can be hateful if you feel genuine hate in your heart. But like, why would you feel genuine hate for Samurai Warriors? Like, I, I, haven't, I haven't played resentment. it, but I'm sure it's I'm sure it's fine if you like Bandai Namco games. I or, did sorry, have, Koi, Koi Tecmo games. I did have a friend borrow Bayonetta two from me, and then was like, eh, Bayonetta's fine, but I could ra- I'd rather just play Hyrule Warriors, and it's like the same game but better. And I wanted him to what? become dead then. Yeah, yeah, that that's... made me so mad. Well, you know, um, so I actually have played a, a, a few Warriors games. Um, I I think that. The combat is not very engaging, but I feel like uh, one time someone said that Warriors games are more like simulations of being the manager of a battlefield. Like it's 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 more about picking your battles and when to move between different fronts to like control what's happening. Um, okay. Whereas the combat itself is sort of secondary. That is is engaging to me as as a concept that's why i keep picking these games up and trying them out uh but but in 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 practice the issue is that you know those are some sort of small decisions you're making but then you're still having to spend all of your time doing the subpar combat is still yeah. the game that you're playing yeah. so that's, they don't end up problem. clicking for me yeah. they also really chug on the switch to my understanding so i've never really been i would not buy this on the switch if i was to buy it at all but one thing i am kind of interested in and i didn't yeah. know that i wanted was a famicom detective club me too i'm i'm really excited about this this Tell game, us about it now yeah you, you talk about it first now I wasn't expecting that to happen. Well, here, then I'll do it first, then. Okay, thank you. So this game, <laughs> this game came out uh, in Japan on the uh, NES disc system. I forget what they called that, but it was a Japanese exclusive, like, uh, adventure, like, visual novel, right? Mm-hmm. And there was no chance it would ever come to America. No, Nobody was ever expecting it to come to America. Uh, but today, this first-party Nintendo game is getting an official, like, port and re-release, both of them. Uh, on the Nintendo Switch, which I think is pretty cool and exciting. Like, and it's, I was the uh, only a, person in the remake voice... too. Yeah, I was it's the only person like a... in the voice call that was like, "Oh hell yeah!" Because everyone was like, "What the hell is this?" But, but I'm, I'm I'm very curious about this game for sure. They were always graphical adventures, but they were not hand animated. So these are sort of full fledged visual novels now with with anime graphics and. But they're like more interesting than mm-hmm. that, though. Is the thing like. Most visual novels, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, no, okay. um, you know, just like a still character on the screen, right? Maybe making some movements, but that wasn't really the case in this trailer. Like we had some actual active animation and that was mm-hmm. very exciting. 
Yeah, it's not quite full motion, but it's 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 pretty lively um, yeah. compared to most visual novels for sure. Like characters will will actually uh, move their mouth when they're talking, and they they sort of have like separate joints for their neck and shoulders and stuff. Then you can see them breathing and all that. So that's pretty cool. I think it's I love when old obscure games that I've never heard of get thrown into my life like this. It it's rules. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah, makes you excited. So it's two games. They're called. The Missing Heir and The Girl Who Stands Behind. And um, I don't know, you know. There, yeah. there you go. And then there's also Legend of Mana. I, sorry, listener, I know we're going through these real fast. There's a lot here, so you should go watch some of these trailers. They might yeah, we'll, we'll have more the more context than... We'll have the link in the description below if you want to check out the, the Nintendo yeah. Direct. But... Legend of Mana was a, uh, like a PS1 JRPG, and it's getting a big port... For the Switch, which is a big deal because a lot of people are, are fans of this game. But what they've done is they've replaced the pixelized, or rather, they're sorry, not pixelized. They were pre-rendered background art in the original game. Um, so what they've done is they've taken the PS1 character sprites and they've put them onto hand-painted pre-rendered backgrounds instead now. So it looks a little bit more like you're inside of a, um, you know, not it's not it's not really anime. It's more like a like a children's storybook, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks really pretty. I'm curious about it. Does. It does. Um, this is a side, a tangent. I was thinking about this when the three of us were playing Diablo the other day. Um, you two are the only people I know who say mana, and I was gonna make a bit about <laughs> that in the episode, but I didn't know a way to naturally do that. And then you fucking said it. Nobody else. It's mana, you guys. Both of you. It's mana. Well, it's fine both ways. No one says mana. It sounds we weird. We say Ma- mana. Mana, mana, I guess. Yeah, I say, yeah I'm, I'm going to keep saying mana just to spite you. Ugh, I'm going to keep saying mana because that's the way I've always done it and I refuse to change. Keep everything like the same forever and always. GIF. Oh, no. Oh, no. We people got, who say GIF um, are, are, are the worst. That's, we got a no trailer for, for the new Monster Hunter on Switch, Monster Hunter Rise. Looks good. Think of that? I'm yeah. excited for more Monster Hunter. Um... um when I tried Monster Hunter, I didn't really like how the controls felt. Um, I'm looking forward to trying it on Switch, I guess, if you buy it. Yeah. Monster Hunter, you need it. to give it more of a chance. You only played it for like 20 minutes, and no, nobody likes the way really that game pleasant. feels when they first start. See, I, I don't like world. that. I don't like jumping into a game and hating how it feels and having to get comfortable pressing the buttons. But I mean, that's that's completely fair. But Yeah, that is. I, I you just definitely want to me... get some friends together and play it, though, if possible, because that's like when Monster Hunter really shines. Monster Hunter feels uh, pretty pretty weird and pretty unique to itself, but I I feel like the big sort of like hump that you have to cross is is abandoning the muscle memory that you have from other games that look and play similarly, uh, because... Monster Hunter is, you know, it feels clunky, but it's not. It's it's pretty refined. It just sort of comes across clunky because it's it's like, I don't know, it, like it 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 just plays like Monster Hunter if that makes sense. There's not not a lot to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like Souls ish in a way, I guess, hmm. kind of. In 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 the sense that the combat is really deep, but the actual inputs are very minimal, and everything is very slow and in like weighted in a way that forces you to uh you know when you hit a button and you have no way to cancel out of it you're just totally stuck in the animation for like five seconds yeah <laughs> it's very you know yeah but in any case you, you you might end up enjoying it if you if you i'm probably going to pick it up so you can play it then do you know Thank what you. i'm interested in picking up oh uh, mario golf yeah i did not so... see that 
excited. <laughs> I did not see that coming uh, from a mile away, but I'm I'm curious. I'm surprised um, you're so excited about Mario Golf, though. I didn't ex- I, I didn't take you for a golfer or a Mario or. I was on a golf team in high school. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> You've told um, me about that before. Which is super lame. I love Wii <laughs> Golf. So when I saw that you can take the Joy-Con and play it like Wii Golf, I fucking <laughs> I yelled. I was so excited. <laughs> I love golf games like that. Um, that one that the three of us played on Game Pass. What was that? Oh, oh, golf with your friends. Yeah, yeah. I just like golf games, you guys. And this one looks really cute. The speed mode looks really fun. That looks super fun, yeah. Um, this game just looks really good. I'm really excited for it. Speed mode, by the way, it's basically like you don't play golf um, taking turns. It's a mode where you're all simultaneously rushing for the finish. And when you when you swing, you don't even get uh, spawned back at where your ball landed. You actually have to like sprint down the green <laughs> to get to where your yeah. ball is. And... They have ultimates too. Like Yoshi was like running on top of an egg that was like yeah. squishing people. Peach was doing her thing where she, she floats on her on her skirt getting yeah. like a spin. It was great. It's called uh, Mario Golf Super Rush and it also has a story mode where you play as a me and they showed the character running around a, a hub village and talking to um, I, think it was a, I think it was a Goomba. Yeah, apparently Mario <laughs> Golf story games are something people have wanted for a long time. I guess that the original like Camelot Mario Golf games had like an amazing single player like campaign story mode. So people were very excited about that. I can't confirm or deny this, but there's a mountain that makes me believe that this is on near or on Woohoo Island. And Nolan and I watched this video one time about the lore of Woohoo Island and all of the <laughs> Nintendo games oh. that features Woohoo Island. So now I have this really weird attachment to it. To I'm Woohoo very excited. Island. Yeah. There was a big you campaign. You gotta look in, this up. Back when competitive uh, Smash or competitive uh, Ultimate was was bigger, there was a big campaign uh, to legalize the Woohoo Island stage, like make it legal for competitive play. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. People had like presidential campaigns for Woohoo Island. They were plastering want- ads for Woohoo Island. I want that on like a t-shirt yeah. yeah people need to look this up this this guy like it wasn't just about the lore it was sort of this this video was a <laughs> a love letter to woohoo island and it was it was it was like genuinely kind of touching by the end this guy spent like 25 to 30 minutes talking about woohoo island and all of its landmarks but then he went into talking about its different representations throughout each game that it has appeared in this and, guy loves woohoo island and and he talked about i mean this stuff just literally warmed my heart he he he, he talked about how he would get his his wii u and he would launch up wii sports resort u and he would play the he would play the jogging mini game because he said in the jogging mini game you're supposed to follow a trainer as they run ahead of you but you can independently turn, and the game doesn't penalize you for leaving. So if you leave the track, then it's essentially the only time that Nintendo has ever let us free roam Woohoo Island on (laughs) on foot. And he talked about how it was this amazing experience. He's like, sometimes I launch it up just to to feel good and, and explore my favorite location in all of video games. Damn! And wow. I was, I was just, was, I was just like, it was really touching. I was just like, Nintendo, make this man a new Woohoo Island game. He, he needs it, and I, I need him to have it. I want to watch him react to the announcement. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. even remember what his name is. Do you? Mm-mm. It's like Nintendo, Nintendo Man, or Ninten- something like Ninten- that. That's Where'd him. You, that's Nintendo Man. 
it was great. Listener, this is your homework. Go go find that video. We won't we won't link it. We don't know we don't know how to find it, but you might. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, this game's gonna be this game fucks. This game's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. There's some games that were uh sort of announced like like twenty seconds each. They were just thrown in there. A couple of these were um, like pretty interesting though. Like I'm surprised they got such short segments. Yeah, so I'll run through them, um, and you guys stop me if you want to talk about some of these. I know there's, Alex probably want to talk about this game called Capcom Arcade Stadium, which is is basically Capcom uh, made a arcade collection. It's like you download it and you get two games for free, but they have something like a hundred plus games that you can you can buy as microtransactions. Yeah, like, uh, and like arcade ports. Yeah, and then you're inside of a. You're 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 playing in first person. You're like inside of an actual arcade, and you can walk you walk up to the cabinet and, and well, play you don't it. do and that. You just kind well, of you you are you there. pick your cabinet, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That that's what I mean. Like, but they made it in cabinet, the Resident but... Evil engine, which or what they which call the weird. RE engine. Yeah, super weird. Stubbs the Zombie Rebel without a pulse. I heard a rumor about this coming to Xbox because this is actually made in the same engine that like Halo One and Two were. Um, I was really surprised to see it on Switch, and I'm happy because that game is fun. It's a very, like, 7 out of 10 standard, uh, like, third-person action, big air quotes, because you don't ever pick up a gun, shooter. But it has, like, one of the best soundtracks in in any video game. Like, listener, go ahead and look up the Stubbs the Zombie soundtrack. They got an insane amount of, like, mid-2000s indie bands to cover, like, 50s and 60s, like, pop music. And, Mm -hmm. and, And they're all really, really good. Like, I think it was Ben Queller did, like, Earth Angel, and, like, Cake did Strangers in the Night. They're, it's, it's like, unbelievably good of a soundtrack for what that game is. Yeah. It looks fun. I don't know, I don't know it. Never heard of it. I don't even remember this one. Sorry, you don't? Guys. No. No, it was kind of cute. Oh, I was probably still in my golf high. Probably you were. <laughs> Do you remember Tales from the Borderlands? Who cares? Yeah. Not my reaction, <laughs> too. Telltale made a Borderlands game. You guys know the Walking Dead guys. You get to play as some Borderlands characters. And this is I don't such know. old news, and now it's on something. I don't know. They're doing more of it. Well, or well they, they took it down I mean, after Telltale Any... went bankrupt, but I guess yeah. 2K must have bought back the rights or something. So I mean, is cool. is is any is any port of something really old news? Like it's it's a port. It's I mean, new to this console. Well, yeah, okay, yes, but when you say Telltale, the makers of Walking Dead made a game about Borderlands, like, that is old news. It's going to be on Switch. context in the same way that people may not have heard of Stubbs the Zombie. Like, it's, it's just I haven't even is. heard of Stubbs the Zombie. Okay, well, have you heard of DC Superhero Girls Teen Power? I made fun of this a lot, and don't get me wrong, I still think this looks stupid. And it's $60, which is really funny, and I think and Grand Miller is going to be really And published by Nintendo. It. That's the weird thing to me. Um, this is a, but technically a first-party game. I want to just react to the moment. This game, by the way, looks like it's on like um, not Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon.com. It looks tell like me, a Nickelodeon game. There tell was me a, this game is. There, um, you play as the <laughs> DC um, superhero girls. They're in like middle school or something. But there was one moment where one of them was like, I forget the exact coding, so you'll have to forgive me for butchering <laughs> the lines in that game. They're like, sometimes you want to go shopping after school, and I was like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, I do. And they have shopping, and you can do that, so. You know, that's interesting. There you you can shop yeah. as Supergirl and, and Barbara Gordon and hang out or hang out and or fight with like Harley Quinn and they're all teenagers I think, uh, or like children. I think children. this game will be super popular with some kids, you know? Yeah. I'm, oh, it's yeah, it's yeah. gonna be a good like it looks like decently well made. Um it looks like it cribs a lot from uh I, I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna say persona. But, I was like, gonna say like persona. It, it, it definitely yeah. seems like it cribs a lot from from like modern uh sort of like 
real world JRPGs, you know, with like the it has like the selfie photo mode and the character customization and going to school in between raids and stuff. So, you know, yeah. someone will like it. There is Greg a market Miller will for like it. it. Greg Miller will like it. Um, Greg Miller and middle I, school girls. I That's might awesome. like this next game. I might I, like No More Heroes three. I have always been I, curious about this franchise. I've not played No More Heroes one or two, but they're. Uh, I think that they're definitely what you would call cult classics. Mm-hmm. They are action games. Um, they were both. I think they were both on the Wii. I know that. Yep. Yep. They got they got ported out later, but they were both Wii games where you're, you're basically a, you know, this like quintessential stereotype of an edgy cool gamer. Essentially. Well, no, he's like a schlubby asshole in game, and everyone's like, "You're a schlubby asshole. Go fuck yourself." Right? That's, like, that, they that's, play that's, with that's that. why. That's why I said edgy cool. His whole thing is that he wears like a, like this doesn't contradict what I'm saying. He wears but like a leather jacket cool. and he he's goes around and he's super, okay, edgy cool. Like he's he's acting thing. he's okay. acting cool, right? Yeah, sure. I'm not, I'm not saying he's like I admire him. I'm saying his like character archetype is that he's like edgy acting all cool. Sure. Okay. And he sense. goes around with a lightsaber and he he pretends he's in a video game and, and beats up bad guys. But uh, he's like a mercenary for hire or something. But this is the next installment and and it looks interesting. I've always been wanting to take the plunge of that game. Man, there's so many of these things. Yeah, I about... also want to talk about BlizzCon, so maybe we shouldn't talk about all of the bad ones, but we should talk about how um, Mario's coming to Animal Crossing, and you could put a little tube on your island and go to another part of your island. Yeah, yeah. We got to get through. We get we at least list these things, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knockout City. I. This okay. Was like, Can I it talk like really Fortnite quick about almost. the trailer? Because yeah, the please. trailer seemed really interesting. It was like, oh, you have these different. You have like a WoW orc. You have like a Call of Duty army man. You have like a Princess Peach character. You have, like, a Final Fantasy character. Like, all of these, like, very clearly, this is what this is supposed to be. And I was like, oh, are they going to, like, mesh all these art styles together in, like, a fun little game? But it's just this, like, boring uh, dodgeball game that looks like Fortnite. Like, what awful marketing came up with that to come up with, like, make your trailer idea infinitely more interesting than your video game actually is? It was the weirdest trailer I think I've ever seen before i think that you have it wrong though i don't think that is bad marketing if your trailer is more interesting than your game on its premise then more people will remember your game and look it up like that's that true. that's what that's what marketing is right I you're supposed to keep people interested yeah but you that remember really it that. yeah that's, that's, true. How, that's how marketing works like mar- the only goal of marketing is to stick it in your mind it's like the progressive flow thing right like you make annoying things and people remember them like people don't that's like true. People don't like flow, but if, like, everybody legally has to buy insurance, so they're like, oh, God, I gotta go buy this goddamn insurance. I, everybody I, I, legally has to like You know, flow. and they just think of the first thing that comes to mind, they're like, oh, per, like, I guess flow. <laughs> I, I guess flow I guess progressive. Well. Yeah. Then there was a uh, Neon White, which is kind of interesting. It's, there's a game, I don't know, Alex is a big fan, called Donut County back in the day. Um, it's an indie game that was pretty popular, they're, and that same developer is making what essentially looks like a shooter, um, except, and I mean like a really quick Quake-style arena shooter, except instead of picking up weapons to swap through, you're picking up cards, and then you're expending the cards to activate attacks. Yeah, it's super uh, interesting. So I've never seen a game like this before. It's very it's very unique. Yeah. yeah. Don't have much to say about it. I haven't played it. How about Metopia? You guys remember Metopia? I remember Metopia. It I wasn't... thought Metopia was a Street Pass game. No, I mean, it was like a spin-off of a Street Pass game, which okay. was also a spin-off of Tomodachi Life, which is a better game than Miitopia. But for some reason, Miitopia is getting, like, Grezzo is working on a Miitopia re-release for the Switch. So you have, like, 
you can make Mies as your party members and as the enemies, and they they have little quirky antics together. It's basically like it's kind of the same appeal as The Sims, where you get to like make a character and then watch them do stuff. I need um, to come out and say something as yeah, the up? fucking negative Nancy of this episode. I guess <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah. shit about that. Um, Mies are ugly. <laughs> okay. No. Their music is sick. The like me verse music is sick. Me's are scary looking, and I don't want a game full of them. They disgust me. I think they're oh, cute. They're I fine. think they're cute. Yeah. Okay. Look at that picture. That's For the one. record, listener, we're looking at the Kotaku list of like everything at the direct, and right underneath that is a cute little Animal Crossing picture. And I'm just saying, how dare you call Metopia cute when there's okay, those cute little second. guys right under? It's it. not. It's not a zero sum game. There, it's not. There, there can't only be one cute. A art. cat is cuter <laughs> than a frog, but a frog is not not cute. Well, we'll get into that on our Animal Podcast. Okay, okay Animal so Cast. Animal Crossing's getting Mario items. You mentioned. Besides the pipes, Nell. Are you, are you excited about this? I don't really care about Mario. Not because I... Oh, my God. Mario... Wait, hang, hang on. <laughs> this looks really cute. And, like, I liked how in New Leaf they had a bunch yeah. of other, like, Nintendo things. So I think that's very exciting. I don't have... Unfortunately, I don't really have that nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited to get the Luigi costume. <laughs> but I'm not going to put this stuff on my island. But it's cute. And I'm really happy I'm for people. Like, Alex, I thought of you when this popped up. I thought you would really like this. And, like, our friend Max... Um, who already tries to dress his character up like Waluigi. Like, I think this is great for people who do care about Mario more than I do. Yeah, I'm not going to put him on my island because I like to try to design my island like a place I would want to live. And yeah. I feel like when I take my island and make a bunch of, like, joke areas and stuff, it ends up feeling tacky. And it, it's only good to me for, like, showing someone a joke. But then I don't... I don't... This is, this is actually... Okay, listener. I want your take on this. I want you to tweet us or email us. I, I have a strong belief that there are two types of people on Earth, and that one of them is the type of person who starts an RPG, or any game where you get to pick your name, and they name themselves something as a character they can, like, inhabit, so that they can try to get invested in the story. And then there are people who, if you ever give them a chance to customize a character, they'll name them, like, Fartbutt, or, like, <laughs> Idiot Jones. And then they'll put like a turtle hat name on their character. Idiot Jones, are you kidding me? You know what me? I mean? It's totally. like it's like people who like like reject the idea of taking a game seriously so hard that they like don't they like they're like so aloof they won't like role play yeah, their yeah. character versus versus you know versus people who are just like yeah I'll, just, I'll name my character Nolan. <laughs> so I'm thinking you aren't looking forward to Mario in Animal Crossing. <laughs> Uh, it's not really the same thing. It just it just reminded me of it. Yeah, made me think about it. Um, I I I find that whole thing really, really interesting. And I don't have like a thesis prepped for you on this. I just want to know what listener what you think. I want to know what wh which which kind of person are you? Do you name your character Fartbutt or something? You know. We are playing Diablo two, and <laughs> my character's name is Stinko, and yours is named Bonkus. Yeah, what the I'm fuck? Not... But <laughs> but I think that's different because there's a difference between like playing like fucking 130 hours of persona 5 as like as mr fart <laughs> i know right? yeah like yeah I, I remember i saw someone play persona 5 and they they named their uh you get to name your your team it's what everyone refers to your your like your party as and th and they named them i don't even remember it was just something that would have been funny maybe three times but that game's like 120 hours long <laughs> <laughs> it's like very tim rogers like, it's so annoying okay you want to know what else is annoying? Yes. Having too much salt and not enough iron. Or having too much iron and not enough salt. 
So if you go to war over these things, then you might create a Project Triangle strategy. Hey. Which is the plot of uh, the game by the Octopath Traveler devs. There is a demo so currently on Steam right now. Yeah, I've never been a huge fan of... I missed out on like Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, I, lo- I love TRPGs. I love these games. There is a, a uh, demo on the eShop right now that you can play. And if, if, if Octopath Traveler is anything to go by, they do a really good job at actually listening to like player feedback and like changing their game accordingly. So if this is something you might be interested in, give it a shot and then like send them a message. Yeah. Um, and then we have Star Wars Hunters, which I'm still not yeah. really sure what this is. Nobody I, knows. Nope. I think it's Fortnite Star Wars. Probably. I think it is. But it's developed by Zynga. So, like, yeah. is it going to be a mobile game? Is it going to come to consoles? Is it just coming to Switch? Like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Honestly, I, uh, I expect this to just be like what you said, Star Wars Fortnite. But maybe yeah. we'll get proven wrong. Uh, well, I also thought that something was going to be just Danganronpa. And then they came out and said from the creators of Danganronpa, and then they were like, "Oh, it won't be like Danganronpa. Um, it's called World's End Club. It looks like uh-huh. it was. It looks like the character designs are the Pokemon guy whose name I'm blanking on all of a sudden, but like he has that very recognizable like art yeah. style. Yeah. Um, I think every person who watched this went, "This looks like Danganronpa. Oh, yeah, because yeah. that that happened here." as well they, yeah, did, they um, did like a fake out and it was like this is the plot of danganronpa so Oops, they, now it's they, not they also they also made the zero escape trilogy or the nonary games and i have played those as well and i really like their games a lot i i played danganronpa and 999 are the two that i played uh and i they both of those games have two sequels each but i i only played the first ones but i'm looking forward to this I, I'm not totally sold on the art. The art's a little weird to me. Um, yeah. I do like that cartoonish flair. I think it's really fun to see art be creative. Uh, I, I don't need it to be, like, gritty or anything. I, I just... Like, Ropa, for example, I love the art in that game. Ropa is weird as heck. The art is, is absolutely bizarre, but... Um, I like it. This one is just sort of off-putting to it's me, and cute. I don't really know there, why. It's, it's, I think it's Ken Sugimori is his name. It's Ken Sugimori. Um, I, I know. I don't. I don't have a reason to justify it. It, it, it just like I think fair. if I, th- I think if I played it and I enjoyed it, I imagine that I would end up really um, coming to quite like the art. Uh, I, I'm very open. I want to try it out a lot. I'm really interested in trying it out. It just off the bat, it was sort of like, huh. First, like the art's a little weird. Second, you're you're making this game like a side scroller action game. That's yeah, not really where the strange. developers' talents know, lie at all. It's not even their genre. You want to know what action game made me go, huh? Was the re-release of the three D yeah. Ninja Gaiden games because yeah. the Sigma games are like most people agree that they're like just de facto worse than the original releases in almost every way. So the yeah, fact but... that they would re-release those and not the original games is very strange to me. Maybe they'll uh, they'll fix them up and. But but they're not. It's just a re-release of Sigma. Well, I know, but they haven't said if they're not. They haven't said they're not going to alter it a little bit. I, Who knows? I guess, but they are calling it Sigma. Um, so I just I, think, I just don't care. I think every once in a while there will be super fans of a franchise, and they're like, oh. The re-release on the GameCube—it's the worst—it's abysmal. But then everyone who plays it that isn't like super invested in the series and doesn't look for these granular things are like, "Oh, it's pretty fun." Eh, this, maybe. It might happen this time. I don't really know. Maybe. It, it, it depends on the genre. Um, uh, they didn't announce more information on Breath of the Wild too. You know, they did announce DLC for Hyrule Warriors. Mm-hmm. Well, that, but you know oh. what else they announced? 
Oh yeah. Uh, Janelle, how much do you know about this game? Um, look, I thought that this was already announced a year ago. I know that nobody likes it, apparently. I know that um, it's like motion it. control. Um, never played it, though. I'm talking about Skyward Sword, by the way. Yeah, the, we're getting an HD port of Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. You can play it without motion controls, but in my opinion, and from the little I've played of that game, it is so intri- everything about it is so intrinsically designed around the motion controls, right? Like, it's very... Mm. There's not a whole lot of, like... It's, it's a straight line. The whole video game is just from point A to point B, it seems like, you know, right? Some some people really like Skyward Sword. My my understanding, and I have not played it, so that's why I don't have like a strong opinion on it, um, but I'm interested to try this re-release. My understanding is that Skyward Sword was really negatively received by a lot of fans on release, but really positively by critics, and then over time has been sort of reevaluated as people thought, you know, it's really, really very different from what people wanted from a Zelda game, but maybe it's not uh so irredeemable as once thought kind of like wind waker where wind waker came out and everyone hated wind waker but now it's like one of the most beloved ones so i'm I'm curious to see where i would fall on skyward sword it was also the victim of circumstance because i think this game came out within a month of skyrim which is a game that kind of changed video games forever for better or for worse whereas skyward sword is like regressive and not as good and on an, an sd console and with motion controls people were sick of like it was just everything people were upset at at the time yeah right Mm-hmm. And, you know, looking back on it, people might feel differently. Um, I, I don't really know. I, I, I think that the things about Zelda that bother me seem most present in this game, so I don't expect they'll end up liking it very much. Yeah, but, I do um, like how Eiji Onuma had to come out and be like, hey, you know, we took some ideas from Breath of the Wild from this. By the way, Breath of the Wild <laughs> information later in the year, please don't get mad at us. Yeah. Like, he made an apology video for not having Breath of the Wild information. Or Breath of the Wild 2 information, rather. Yeah. Uh, and then the the big ticket item, the big shocking reveal at the very end. Uh, Splatoon um, 3. Was the destruction of gender norms. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, hell yeah. What do you mean? Um, uh, the, the, like, clothing options and style options aren't gendered. Oh, they did the Animal Crossing too. They did, yeah. 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 Um, um, but I've never played Splatoon. People fun. love Splatoon. I, I can't get into it. I've just never really... I like everything about Splatoon except for actually playing it. Like, the art style and the the music in Splatoon is, like, amazing. Yeah. And they've made such a fun little world. But, like, I just don't like playing those games. They're not very liked, fun to me. I like this Mad Max-ass trailer. Okay, so I found out something about this. Uh, what they, they Every once in a while in Splatoon, they'll have something called a Splatfest, which is, like... It's, like, a, a weekly, like, little competitive mode where, like, you pick a team and then you fight for that team. And every time you win as that team, the like you get like a point added to the board. The final Splatfest for Splatoon 3 was Order and Chaos. Chaos won. And that's why the world looks like a, a barren post-apocalyptic wasteland in this game. Is because yeah. the last like tournament that was held with players ended that way, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think is just yeah. so cool. I love that they do that. So, you know, there was a lot to talk about in the Nintendo Direct. Um, I think we maybe labored a little too long on some of it, I realized, because there's I think, still... I think we can talk about BlizzCon. I think we'll be That's... okay. I, I, wasn't, well... I wasn't about to say that we weren't. I was just going to say we should talk about BlizzCon, because uh, yeah, I, I realized we, we didn't kind of split it half and half, but I, I want to talk about BlizzCon. Yeah, BlizzCon's what I'm excited about, so I'm a little bummed. Um, we'll have time. BlizzCon, BlizzCon was sick. 
I cried a lot. Um, See, I, I can't believe that you were like, the Nintendo Direct sucked, but BlizzCon was, was great. Because, like... I mean, they introduced a lot of things that made a lot of people happy instead of spending 35 minutes... Introducing things that make people of... happy, right? Okay. Like, it's... it's that's, that's the thing. It's like, it's what different people want, right? At the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Like... Um, what I was saying to you guys the other day is that Blizzard, for me, is what Nintendo was for you guys growing up. So this was very exciting to me um, all across the board because they covered a lot of stuff that I have played. So, um, God, they started with the Blizzard Arcade. And granted, I didn't play any of the old games, but the whole theme of the show was like their 35, 30, 35? 30th. 30th anniversary is here, so they're going to bring back the classics um including the blizzard arcade so games like um the lost vikings rock and roll racing blackthorn mm -hmm. part of that these were uh, snes and genesis games and they uh they actually licensed the music for rock and roll racing which they used illegally the first time it was released <laughs> really so, which is that's cool pretty metal um, yeah it's very cool um they showed some new information on the newest wow trailer that confused me a lot as somebody who plays well wise. but hasn't yeah but hasn't played this latest expansion i'm very confused it confused me as someone that doesn't play wow and doesn't know the lore too <laughs> um i was like what i messaged like my friend who plays actively and i was like what the fuck is happening right now um we, we, we've been playing we've been playing diablo 2 the three of us and i was um i was joking with janelle the other day when we played that like world of warcraft and diablo and like blizzard style lore is I'm sure it, I'm sure it's very interesting, but with, with the way that like Blizzard lore is like so so out there and ungrounded that to me when I watch these trailers I'm just like oh my oh my god what's going on like the yeah it's like yeah. fallen angels yeah. and like zombie I mean, kings and like let me make like, one thing very very clear kings of and... <laughs> let me make one thing very clear as somebody who has been playing WoW for a long time. I still have to, the last time I got like really into it, I had to spend like two days watching lore videos because it still doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, Wait, does WoW have Kingdom Hearts Syndrome? No, WoW has the problem with being so old and things happening like during pat, um, like, you know. Um, events? Yes, thank you. I couldn't think uh, okay. of the word. Um, no, you're Events good. and, you know, like they don't come out with a new... Why can't I think of the words? A new uh, Content expansion, updated. thank you, um, without, like, they don't just drop everything at once. They drop a bunch of content updates throughout it. So you'll get, like, five updates worth of information and then a whole new, a whole new ass thing. And it's just, like, a lot of information. So it's kind of hard to follow, especially if you take a break. Like, where I'm at right now is I don't know anything that's going on. And I think the king of the side I'm on is maybe dead. I don't know. But I don't care because... Um, they introduced WoW Classic a few years ago, which we were all very happy about. Um, and they are bringing back the first WoW expansion, the Burning Crusade, which made me cry. That's what I started playing WoW, so I'm very excited. Nolan made fun of it a little bit because you were, like, making fun of the idea that they're just, like, re-releasing oh, oh, the old content on, like, I mean, a... they, they, yeah. But what I really like about that, instead of just, like, doing it how the actual game goes is you can choose whether or not you want your character to move to the new expansion or versus not. stay in vanilla forever yeah right? which is very how, cool 
how long will it take for WoW Classic to just become modern WoW? This is literally just staggered release WoW? It will, it will, it will always be however many years behind. Yeah, um, I think that I don't care as long as there's always an option to play any of the DLC. Or not DLC, the expansions that they have, which is, I think, what people care about more than anything. Like, And is it a separate subscription? No. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, same subscription. Um, I was, I think I talked on the last episode a little bit about how, like, I used to play Illegal WoW because it was the only yeah. way that I could play um, Wrath of the Lich King and Cataclysm, which were two expansions I really liked. So even if it does catch up, like, as long as it has a way for you to choose which one you play in, like, forever, I will be so happy. This is very exciting for me. Cried a lot. You know what they, you know what they say about uh, wanting to go back and play that old Lich King content. There must always be a way to play Lich King. <laughs> they do say that. <laughs> they do. Um, sorry, I'm kind of taking this over. I just this I is, feel like I'm no, sorry. No, don't be sorry. You're the fan. Um, Hearts- yeah, you're the expert here. Hearthstone did some stuff. Here's the thing. This is bad journalism. Nolan and I started talking during this. Um, I guess they introduced something that will bad bring you... Bad journalism is not knowing about Hearthstone. <laughs> <laughs> um... I think that's most journalists then. Because, like, do people... How much of a player base does oh, Hearthstone people, still people have? Hearthstone. Oh, people still... Yeah, yeah, people still love Hearthstone. Um, it's wow, still okay. the most popular of, like, that type of game. Yeah. Um, okay. They said... Here's the thing that I missed. They said that they were bringing back something to make it, like, classic Hearthstone. I don't know... I, I actually did catch this. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm, they are releasing something called the core set, which is basically they're they're taking like all of the best, um, and I don't mean best like most powerful. They're they're sort of creating this deck of 235 cards that's going to be like the most well designed, most well balanced, most um, essential cards from the beginning of the game, but also favorites along the way. And they're making that the new base set that you get for free when you start the game. Um, and then ditching a lot of the old cards that messed up the balance. And so putting everyone back on a clean slate, Okay. basically. And they're also bringing a couple of new legendaries in. Really and good cards. And then they're cards. doing like some... They're also introducing like hundreds of new cards as well. But they're basically resetting where new players begin. Okay, I I like that. I like Redstone. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um. It has the problem that all games that are free to play but with like a million things that you can buy have, which is like Pay you can play it, <laughs> but you're not going to win in real life against like a real person. Um, they kind of fix that by introducing like story that you can do, like different quest lines where you just play against NPCs in a way that feels really fun. But um, I think that this will be a good way to get new players to play Hearthstone without feeling overwhelmed. And they're also adding, it's funny you mentioned the, the, the story mode thing, because they're adding also a sort of roguelike progression system where you can, um, you can continuously replay what, to me, as an outsider, looks almost like a boss rush. Like, you're just going through a, uh, like a progressively more difficult series of fights on a map that looks sort of like like listener have you played ftl like i'm saying you start at one node and then once you win that battle it's like oh now you can choose which of these three directions you go do you want to fight the orc you want to fight chain of proud more or the you know whatever and then those are all their own branching paths but they all eventually sort of funnel back into one final boss but you get upgrades and new cards on each one you're shuffling back into your deck 
So it, that and, sounds sick as hell. And then that's procedurally generated, and you can earn new cards from playing that if you've already beaten the story mode. Yeah. So they're they're adding that in too. Um, now the thing that I think more of us care about hell yeah. than just me. Um, they had Diablo Four news, which is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. They're there's a fire. Oh, fire we're work. all excited about Diablo Four yeah, and fire Eugene. Work fireworks in yeah. your place? I guess so. Yeah, Happy birthday, Diablo! Happy birthday, Diablo! It's the um, fourth of Diablo. They're reintroducing so all Diablo. Reintroducing um, the rogue class <laughs> from Diablo One. From Diablo One, yeah. which is very cool. Um, I like rogues in games more than I like most other classes. Um, yep. Nolan, you were pretty excited about this. Yeah. Well, what interested me is that. Um, so, in the previous Diablo games, and I've not, I've not played Diablo 3 or 1, by the way, but what I'm going off of is what people consider classic Diablo. I think mostly is Diablo 2. It is, yeah. Um, in that game, you uh, you know, you know can pick your character class, uh, and there are different weapon types for your character class, but they're all weapon types of the same style, if that makes sense. So, like, as a barbarian, you can use... A club or an axe or a two-handed axe or a mm-hmm. falchion or whatever but it's all going to be heavy melee weapons or if you're an archer you know you get bows um what's interesting about diablo 2 is it looks like you can take the rogue class and you'll be you know you mean ma- diablo 4 diablo 4 if you're taking the rogue class and let's say the rogue class specializes in like stealth damage or whatever like you could kit them out to be a long distance archer or you could make them dual wield daggers and sneak up behind enemies or you could make them like have parry swords and spin around and stuff but in any case it looks like you have way more build variety within the class uh but the class gives you more of like a specialization which is really cool and they also showed that you can actually blend bow combat and dagger combat into one sort of fluid motion and that looks awesome yeah they were wanting to focus on making it your own character yeah which i thought was very cool um, um i think they even said that with diablo 4 their mantra is that, like customization is like the first pillar of the game in in, in all things yeah which is really interesting because it doesn't seem to be the diablo thing Mm-mm, in a no. typical way so um what you can customize a man's head by taking off his ears there you, there you go. hell yeah <laughs> And that like, I can't even make the sound. Uh, there's like a, a a clip in the in the video of so she like cuts people's ears off to prove that she killed them as as an assassin. You could just take any ear. I don't. And there's a I know right. There's a clip. You gotta, you gotta get a body to get near though. There's a right? clip like, in the video yeah. of of like this the guy that accepts her ear as payment opening a cabinet full of hooks, and like slowly sliding the ear onto the hook and you get to, like the like cartilage the gets cartilage pierced breaking, and it makes this yeah. sound like it's oh it's so nasty it was awesome the funny um, thing was they cut the back to the announcer the they do they cut back 100%. to the announcer and he was like oh that ear sound was gross right <laughs> and, I, and i was like yeah um what was most exciting about the diablo 4 stuff though was that they had a gameplay trailer which shows it looking a lot more like classic diablo in mm-hmm. tone which is it's dark. A lot of people had problems with three because it's not so dark, and that's kind of like the classic Diablo style. So to see this looking dark and like a true Diablo game is very exciting. Um, the biggest news, though, that I'm can I tell a real Please. quick anecdote? Yeah. Okay, so there was an episode a few episodes back where we were talking about Indiana Jones, I think it was, and Janelle said something along the lines of like, I thought it was going to be like. Uh, 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 Jurassic Park where they just run around the woods and I was like w- where and how did you even get that idea so now you get to feel how I felt 
I thought Diablo was just like fucking like Warcraft. Like I had just immediately written it off in my brain and just not even had a second thought about it. Yeah. Until one another podcast, you were like, "Oh, I wish we could play Diablo 2." And I was like, "Well, you can buy it on the Blizzard store." And you were like, "No, nah, I don't think you can." And so after that, I did some research and was like, "Hey, guess what? We totally can buy and play Diablo 2." <laughs> so Janelle was like, "Well, let's go play Diablo 2." And I've been playing Diablo 2. And Diablo 2 fucking slaps. It's awesome. Yeah, that it's game awesome. is so much fun. And I just instantly wrote it off in my head. <laughs> and if it wasn't for Janelle, I probably would have spent my entire life having never played Diablo. Which would have been... And so that's tragic. extra exciting now with what Janelle's going to talk about. Um, Again, I cried. I've been asking for this for years. <laughs> they announced Diablo 2 remastered yeah but not just remastered you can play it looking old ass old graphics just an impressive remaster they talked about this in a couple interviews like you can toggle between it with a button like halo the the main problem with playing classic diablo i definitely was wrong i thought you couldn't buy it but that's because it's really weird and complicated to like it is it absolutely is i don't blame you for thinking um so that's like been the most frustrating part about it like how do we join a game with each other how do i start this game um so I really enjoy that they're making a a new classic version of it that's just easier to play. Um, but the but the updated graphics look so good. I want to like mention really quick. Speaking of graphics, going back to four, um, how impressed I was with the graphics of four uh, because what I've seen of Diablo three, it's not that it's visually messy. Uh, Diablo three is like very cartoony, but um, it's just visually to me really uh, it's like really generic yeah um diablo 3 is like colorful but it's not bright so it doesn't it's sort of this muddy middle ground between um interesting creative aesthetic and gritty diablo aesthetic to where it just sort of looks like honestly it reminds me of what like league of legends looks like uh and i just don't like it but this game looked like a top of the line triple a game that just happened to have the camera pulled up top yeah and it was genuinely gorgeous and then diablo 2 looks like that too i know it's amazing sorry i had to say that no that's that's okay they both look incredible i am so excited and there's cross progression super important oh yeah 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 you can buy this game on pc ps4 and switch and you know whatever who knows ps5 whatever you want it on but you could Play it on your PC and save, and then go pick it up on your Switch and load that save. That is brilliant and evil, because <laughs> now I'm thinking about buying this game twice. So that I, I can know, play right? it on my PC and on my Switch, just, like, whenever I feel yeah. like it. Like, that's... More More companies should do that. Like, just cross-progression. Even if you don't have, like, a, a little portable console like a Switch, the idea of, like, if you have your computer in one place and your console in another place, just... That's such a smart idea. I loved it when Hades did that. And I'm going to love it when this other Hell-related game does that. God, thank God for Hell. <laughs> thank God for Hell. That's our episode title. Thank God for Hell. That's, what I, that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah I'm really excited about that. I don't have anything like poignant to say because I'm just really excited. Uh, they also showed Overwatch 2, but we, we, did, we just didn't watch that. Oh, yeah. I, I saw a little bit of it. Yeah? Uh, what did you, what, what'd you just, think? That's, that's my only experience with Blizzard. All those, like... F- fucking like 500 hours of uh, TF2 I played in high school had me really excited for, for Overwatch and then interested in Overwatch 2 and it was just sort of like oh we redesigned some of the characters in the, uh, here's the Blizzard blog mode, which looks a little weird I saw in the in the Blizzard blog they were running down the designs and I I, I couldn't help but laugh when they showed a picture of Pyra 
Uh, her name's not Pyra, is it? What's what's Pyra? the one who are you think you're thinking is... of the the, Farrah? the Smash character? Farah. I'm thinking of the one oh, who's yeah. a who's a a, a pilot. Yeah, wears Farrah. the purple suit, flies. Oh, okay. Rocket launch, rocket jumper. Yeah, Farah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So they showed a picture of Farah, and it looked identical to Overwatch One. And yeah. then the yeah. little caption yeah. said, Farah's visor is now transparent. And I was like, um, that's the Overwatch 2 news that you was, had us waiting for, McCree, There was the McCree beard. one. McCree one made me fucking die because it was like, McCree's new design, and now he just has a full beard instead of his, like, little just The graphics thing. didn't even change because they want this game. Okay, we have not talked about this on the podcast, and we don't have time to go into it in depth, but you need to chew on this, listener, because it makes so no sense. What they're going to do is Overwatch 2... They say it's a new game with new maps, new characters, and new content, but they also say that all of that content is coming to Overwatch 1, and that everyone playing Overwatch 1 can play compatibly with anyone playing any match of Overwatch 2 without buying new content. So my question is, what do I get when I buy Overwatch 2? Because you can't change the engine, because then people can't play together. You can't have exclusive characters, because then Overwatch 1 players can't use them. You can't have exclusive maps, because then Overwatch 1 players can't use them. So Look, if all you're buying is player versus enemy, or a story mode, I don't think people are going to buy it. Look, this is an instant flop. They didn't even <laughs> have it in the opening ceremony of BlizzCon. Like, it's sad. Instant flop. It could be so, it could be so big. If they made this a brand new multiplayer game... And they continued to uh, update Overwatch 1 in the background, no. people would be so excited here's about my, it. Here's my crazy well. idea. Here's my nutso idea. Let's go back to expansions and just fucking keep building off of the game that yeah. people already bought and just add new That'd content great, to it. Yeah. Well, that, that's what's happening. But they're deciding to call it a sequel for some reason. Which is that's annoying. It's annoying. But they're not. It's like, here's our expansion for, for $40, but also you could not buy it and you just get everything in it anyways, um, except for you get- maybe this single player thing. Spend thirty dollars and get McCree beard and Widowmaker boob plate. That's that's your prize. Well, when you Farrah's, put it that way. And Farah yeah. is now with a transparent visor. She is can the, see um, through her visor now. <laughs> they didn't give us any information, but they also did heavily imply that they have multiple new games in the works. They did. They said they even had they multiple did, yeah. new. In fact, they they said multiple new Blizzard worlds, which to me says multiple new IPs. Yeah. Which is way more interesting. Man, Blizzard has this bad case of making these really interesting sounding games and then them dying, um, and then them being turned into Overwatch. Okay, but I have an idea for you guys I... about how you could get people to buy Overwatch 2, okay? Okay. And what it is, is that, one, Farrah's visor is now transparent, okay. but two... That's very that, intriguing. What, t- two, is that, that means is that Farrah's visor in Overwatch 1 is now explicitly opaque, so if you play as Farrah, you can't see anything... <laughs> Unless you buy Overwatch to encourage 2. encourage players to buy, yeah, to buy the new game, right? So, like, the, 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 the meta shifts because nobody can play Farah unless they play by sound only. Junkrat actually moves much slower because of his uh, his phantom limb, right? When he broke out, when he, like, blew off his leg. He has to, like, stop every once in a while and be like, oh, crikey, me leg hurt, right? But not if you play Overwatch 2, and then where he's got, like, therapy and medicine. Just that. what you need to do is just make every character have, have something like this like for example with mccree have his cigar smoke cloud his the player's vision at all times give him lung cancer <laughs> no like 
Just make it so you can't see. That's uh, like like Winston's glasses are foggy or something, and then everyone <laughs> no, is like, "Damn, I like over like." He got and, banana on his glasses. And then Jeff Kaplan is like, "You like the the game mechanics didn't change, you guys. You can still play Overwatch. It's still here for you." And see? and then the characters just progressively get less and less able to see. This is so confusing. Tracer's time machine thing on her chest is just permanently broken. <laughs> so like lagging is What's like that? part of the character. That wouldn't make any sense because she'd die. No, yeah, the she lore. Would die. This um, is like Iron Man. No, okay, this is hard, right? right. Uh, it does. This makes so little sense to me. I can't even make jokes about it because I don't get it at all. I don't okay. understand <laughs> what Overwatch Two is. I don't. I don't get it. Stop so, it. So, Janelle, I, I did see a couple people online saying like Blizzard could have skipped this one, and it sounds like you do oh, not feel that way. No, I don't. I think they could have skipped it. Uh, well, they did skip it last year. Um, Wait, what, what year did they say you have cell phones? They, they could have skipped it in 2018. Yeah, they could have yeah. skipped it in 2018. That was, oh, God. Because they... that was after the Blitzchung shit, too, right? That was a perfect storm. No, no, no. The, no, that, that, was like, that was in that was... 2020, I think, or 2019. Was it? That was 2019. That was separate. Yeah, yeah. that was separate. Okay, okay, um, okay. No, yeah, I don't think so. Like, they introduced a big new thing for WoW, like, in its current and older forms. Um they haven't updated classic since it came out i mean they've updated it but you know what i mean um mm-hmm. they gave us information on diablo 4 which is what a lot of people have been wanting and i think it was worth it alone for the diablo true diablo 2 um reveal which was huge yeah. um people have been that's asking ex- for that's that very exciting forever um it was it was kind of weird See, the reason I think it's more charming than the Nintendo one is because at least all of the old dorks wearing bowling shirts are, like, <laughs> awkward and not so scripted. So it's funny to be like, look at that doofus, you know, um, compared to... You didn't like to see the middle-aged Japanese guy put up his hand and snap? Oh, I did like him. He's great. He's great. He's, yeah, he's good. good. Yeah, he's good. I can't remember who he is, what his name is, but he's the new yeah. like head of Nintendo Directs now. Yeah, no, I think, he's uh, really good. For me, the thing with Nintendo Directs versus something like BlizzCon is that, uh, it, it to me, partially it comes down to you know what you're getting a little bit. Um, you, you know that you like Blizzard games. You know that you trust their developers. And like yeah. whatever they make, you're going to be interested in because you, you, you're following them whereas in a nintendo direct usually like 80 percent of the direct has nothing to do with nintendo's own studios um, yeah. it's sort of just like what what you can buy on our console and so so it, it it seems a little bit more like an ad reel than other um ones do where it's like a lot of this is stuff that you you hear about in the direct and then you never think about again yeah so I, that to me separates it a little bit but like when nintendo does announce your X, I get more excited than I do for a thing like BlizzCon because, to me, the other side of that coin is that it's like there's a wild card up that sleeve. You have you have no idea what they're gonna do. For sure. And that's really fun for me. Well, it won't be Breath of the Wild too. Oh my God! It, it will be at E3. That's my prediction. They had AG. We'll get information. They had AG Aonuma come on screen after they had the guy say, and we have one last I, announcement for you. They had to have him as make a, joke, a YouTube apology video. As a joke, I went. What if they just said that there's no Breath of the Wild series. <laughs> and then they fucking did. And it was really funny. You know what, though? I respect that. Because yeah, me too. if you come out and say, we're working on our game and we'll show it to you when we want to, I know that you're doing right by it. Yeah. And Which which will be the summer at E3. Yeah. That's when we're going to see it. Well, maybe. Um, so I, I would bet money um, on it. That's, that's in four months? Yeah. 
like with Metroid Prime when they did that, when they were like, we're working on it. We'll show you when it's that ready. That was great, yeah. That was like, great. They were just like, hey, we have to restart, and we're bringing back some of the retro guys what to fix it. And game. it was great because like, they really stuck cool. to their guns. They didn't do the CDPR thing where they said, it's ready when it's ready, but then they announced a release date and pushed it back four times. What if they just had combined <laughs> yeah. the two things, and instead of introducing another anime character into Smash, they introduced Diablo himself into Smash? <gasps> Whoa. Or Deckard Kane in Smash. I'd, Stay I'd a while it. and fight me, Mario. Oh, I would have loved that. He's not a combatant. Okay. Deckard Kane. He can hit you with his Deckard Kane. He can deck you with his cane. Damn. I, I, mean, I, 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 I had to workshop any... that live. So what yeah. happened there? That'd be, the, that'd be the splash screen. Like, Deckard Kane's you, right? Yeah. Uh, if we're going to get any Activision Blizzard character, though, in Smash, it's going to be Crash. I think it's only a matter of time. Wait. He... Bl- uh, Blizzard I owns don't... Crash? Blizzard, Activision owns Blizzard, which owns Crash. Activision so, owns Crash now, but I don't consider Crash an Activision character. But no. that is a conversation for next week. That's like that's like <laughs> saying in, like in our special. That's like saying uh, that Banjo Kazooie <laughs> is like a is a Microsoft character. Yes, I know, like he but is. he's not. You know, it's not. I don't know, man. Is Harry Potter a twentieth? Is a Warner Brothers character? Yes. Wait, that's ah, a bad one. That was a bad one. Why? Because like that was just I can't. That one was bad example. I mean, but but the Warner Brothers has like the film. That's like saying that's you, like saying. If no, you, that's well, not I guess what I'm saying either. is, if you buy someone else's intellectual property, technically they're your character, but are they considered your rep? Like if if it was a Warner, let let's say hypothetically we're having a game with a Warner Brothers character, wouldn't it be more fitting if it was like? Porky Pig or the guy from National Treasure, not just like Batman because they happen to own Batman. Can we talk about you know how I mean? your two grabs were Porky Pig <laughs> and the guy from National Treasure? What else do they do? Well, sir, tell us what your favorite Porky Pig moment is. Speaking of that, that's all, folks. Emerald Gamescast episode 55. If you want to email us, you can do that. EmeraldGamescast at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter, at ODE Gamescast. There's like a poll. No, it's not a poll. I always say that. It's a Google form on there where you can submit a question or you can tweet us. And you should tweet us because I asked you a question. I gave you homework this episode. I think you did that twice. To tweet. I did. I hope you remember. I forgot what one of them was, but one of them was you about will be graded on how you name your characters in RPGs. And I, I do, I do want to know, especially you, friend of the show, you know who you are. I want to know what you name your characters in RPGs. Other than that, that's the show. That's all, folks. That's all, folks. I'm Nolan. With me has been... Porky Pig. <laughs> Porky. And also... Daffy Duck. And also Elmer Fudd. And also Marvin the Martian. Do you think anyone's made fan art of Daffy Duck and the Disney Duck? Was it Donald? Oh, of course they have. <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, they listener. practically did that. And... If you have that, send it to Alex. Well, no, I don't... Well, no. Well, no.